Breaking Verses Down is brought to you by God. God, speaking through Pastor Jason since 2002 and in charge of the universe since always. everybody doing episode 27 all time episode 7 of season 2 and I am in the breaking verses down broadcasting studio and I am frozen yes I am a what they call a Vancouver Island wimp it got cold this week we've had frost we've had a little bit of snow in October which is really weird and I am in my father-in-law shop like I usually am and if I turn the heat on in here, it makes this weird sound like a UFO is coming on in the podcast in my microphone. So I decided to turn it off and just freeze it out because I am a tough guy and I can handle that, right? I'm tough. I can handle it. I'm tough. I can handle it. Ooh, I better get this done quick because I'm freezing. Anyway, um, hope everybody's doing well out there in podcast land. And... Um, Again, I just want to thank everybody for their support and everything. It's been an interesting week. Um, you know, everybody's going through the motions here. And um, I don't know why this week, but the amount of bald jokes that have come my way this week has been amazingly high. Everybody decided this week, I don't know why, to make a bald joke. People on Facebook Live, yes, I do shave my head, and this is what it looks like. I used to have a wonderful kingdom of hair on my head, but it's gone. I can grow, I can grow I'd say, maybe 65% of it back. And the other, what was that, 35% is gone, 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 never to come back again. And, you know, for a while there, I was self-conscious about it. But now, you know what, I just shave it, or as some people say, bick it, and... Um, I really don't care. And uh, and to be honest with you, I could tell you something. And I'm thinking about this, so I wrote it down. This being bald thing. There's three things I absolutely love about it. A couple of them are seem kind of like, no kidding. And then there's one more thing that I'm going to say that people are like, that is the strangest thing ever. So here it is. Three things that I love about being bald. Number one, and this is the, probably the most obvious one. It's extremely easy to maintain. I simply get up in the morning and start my day and don't even care about what my hair looks like because it's not there. It is awesome and I absolutely love it. The second part is also a no-brainer. The amount of money that I save on shampoo costs is just awesome. Not a lot of shampoo being used by me. <laughs> a couple times I put shampoo on my head without hair 
just doing it just to try to make my head smell better. I don't know if that works or not. So I'll just leave that alone. And the third thing um, about being bald that um, people most, most people wouldn't think about unless somebody told them this. So on the back of my head, I actually have my bald spot right on the top there. And this is a spot where there are no more hair follicles at all. It's smooth, absolutely smooth. And what I love, and it's going to sound very, very weird, but what I love is when I put my head on a cold surface and the little tiny hair follicles that I got around my head in the places I still have hair, they kind of protect me a little bit. But then I put my head against that spot that is just smooth and it literally feels like you have electricity being shot into your head. And it feels great. I love it. Sometimes you'll at home, I'll be just like rubbing my head back and forth on the back of a wall or something like that. My wife's like, man, did I marry a weird one? But it feels great. And I absolutely love it. And I am embracing the baldness because that's the way it is now. I might one day try to grow my hair back and see how much I have and people will be able to see the areas that it's gone. But, um, and the bald jokes, I know they're going to just going to keep on coming and I'll just smile and wave. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, that's right. I am bald. Yes. Thank you for reminding me about that. Hey, it's okay. I got no problem with it. And, um, it comes being, it comes with being humble and being in Christ. I will not be offended by people who remind me my hair does not grow very well. So there you have it. And um, I'm excited for this sermon, which we're about to do right here on this episode. And the Bible verse this week is um, in Matthew, Matthew 6, verse 19 to 21. And we are talking about treasure, treasure, treasure. Oh, I love the Lord so much. And I love what he thinks is treasure. And I could say it right now, but um, then we'd have like a five-minute podcast and I'd already be done. No, I'll just let it move along smooth here, like my bald spot. And um, we'll just build up to the to the awesome ending here of this verse, of this version of breaking verses down, this episode, I should say. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 21. I will read them at first, like always, and then we'll get into this. Praise the Lord. Starting at verse 19. Do not store up yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Praise God. I'm talking treasure today. It's pretty cool. And, um, you know, to start on this, I'm going to actually mash together verses 19 to 20 because they're almost, almost exactly the same, except one thing says do not and the other one says do. So I'm going to read them one more time here. Verses 19 and 20. 21 will come later. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moss and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy 
and where thieves do not break in and steal. Treasures. Let us define what treasures are in the dictionary or on Google, whichever you want to call it. Treasures. Something you have, you keep it or care for it carefully because it gives you great pleasure and you think it's very special. I can think of some of the things over the years that I treasure, that I treasure them. And one thing that I treasure in my, in my life right now is a blanket that I have had since I was an itty bitty little boy that my brother, who happened to be 19 years older than me, gave to me. It is a black and white blanket. I call it my blankie. I'm six foot three, 280 pounds, and I have a blankie. And um, I absolutely love that blanket, obviously, because my um, brother has passed away back in the summer, and um, it has even more importance to me now. But I always feel comfortable in that blanket. To me, that blanket is treasured. It's something that I have that I keep it and take care of it because it gives me great pleasure, and I think it's very special. And that's what treasure means. On the flip side here, another word I wanted to find in this from these verses is the word vermin. And I'm pretty sure that you guys know what vermin is, but um, let me define it anyway. Vermin is wild animals that are believed to be harmful to crops, farm animals, or game that carry disease. One thing, one type of vermin, I should say, that I'm very aware of is um, a little thing called a mouse. And I have had wars upon wars with mice over my years of living in apartments and um, got really good at um, catching them and stuff. Lovely. But, you know, vermin, they're, they're very, like, especially like mice and things like that, they're very determined. They're very determined to steal things from you and just go places they're not supposed to go. And um, it's funny that in this, in this verse, they talk about vermin. That is the perfect analogy for it. So what this verse is trying to say is that storing your treasure on earth means that your treasures are uncertain and won't remain. What do I mean by that? These things that we have on this earth that we call important to us, we can't take it with us when we go to heaven. One day we will all pass away and we will all go up to heaven. Or if we don't know Jesus, go somewhere else, which I don't really want to talk about today. But um, no matter where we go, we're not taking any of these things with us. My blankie that I got from my brother is not coming with me. It's staying here. And when that happens, I probably have no problem with that because um, where I'm going, it will far surpass a blankie. So your treasures, if you store them up in heaven, if the things that you treasure most are only on earth, earthly things, physical things, um, it leaves you being very vulnerable because those things will not pass on with you. Everything that is here is temporary. And I'm not saying not to love things, 
It's good to love things. It's good to have feelings and meaning and um, appreciation for the things that we have. But if those things become greater to us than um, the love of, of God and the love of Jesus and, and, and getting your life right with Christ, if those things become more important than that, then we need to get our priorities checked because this world is temporary. God is eternal. And I want to be focused in on something that is eternal. I want to show you guys something here. And I'll pull up a couple more verses here while I do this. Matthew 24, verse 35 says this. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Let me say that one more time. I want to make sure people get this. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So literally everything I've been telling you is to store your, to store your treasures up in heaven. Okay, well, that means I can have my house and my car and everything up there when I get up there, and it'll be better than the one that I have here. I don't know about that. Jesus just said that heaven will pass away. And I've never called myself an expert on the book of Revelations, but what I do know about it is there will be a new heaven and a new earth. If we're storing things up in heaven, that doesn't mean that we're carrying all the things that are physical here and taking them with us. As I just said before, you can't take that with you. So if Jesus is saying heaven will pass away, then what are these treasures that he's talking about? What are the treasures that we're storing up in heaven? Let's go to Peter, Second Peter, pardon me, Second Peter, Second Peter, verse three. Pardon me. Say it one more time. Second Peter, chapter three, verse thirteen. There, we got it. And I'm going to read it here. 2 Peter 3.13. We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So again, what are the treasures in heaven that will not pass away? Even when we go to a new heaven and a new earth and all that stuff that's in Revelation that I'm not going to get on because I didn't study it and I'm I'm going to get myself into trouble if I pursue it right now. But what are these treasures that will not pass away that come to a new heaven? Well, here's three of them that I can think of. One is Jesus' words. What he says, uh, what he says about you will always be. He speaks of us, you and I, as, as people that he loves people that he died for, people that he gave his life for. And that sacrifice is eternal. And no matter where we go, that sacrifice will always be known as, as the greatest moment ever. It's not going away. That was a treasured moment. And it should be treasured by all of us that he did what he did on that cross. And that brings me to the second thing. That is eternal. That is a treasure in heaven. And that is our salvation. The fact that you give your life to Jesus and he says forever and ever, you and I will live together. That is eternal. And no matter where we're going, whether we're in heaven or a new heaven or whatever the case may be, your salvation in God's eyes is 
a treasure that um, he cherishes. And the third is the salvation of others. Having us go out and share the gospel like I'm doing right now on Facebook Live and on all of your major music apps. What I'm doing right now is planting seeds for people to know how much they're loved so that one day their salvation might also be possible. That is a treasure to God the Father. That is just the greatest thing ever, that we are going to live in eternity together in happiness, joy, love, peace, unexplainable. So those three things, pardon me, those three things will be treasures stored up in heaven that will not pass away. Jesus' word, our salvation, and the salvation of others. And we think of earthly treasures that have no importance in heaven. You know, I, I, knew, I knew a guy that um, his dad went through some stuff and his, his dad's he had a whole bunch of things that happened to him. And what did he do to make himself feel better? He went out and bought a brand new Ford Mustang. It made him feel good. It gave him a temporary rush that he is still living with right now because he still has that thing and it's a beautiful vehicle. I can, I can give that to him. But that vehicle isn't going to give you eternal happiness. Knowing Jesus Christ died for you and living in him every day of your life not 52 Sundays every day of your life, that will give you unspeakable joy. Joy that you can't explain with words. That is eternal, and that is a treasure. But we think of these treasures that we have on earth, like housing, the clothes we wear, money that we have, vehicles like I just explained, and all the other things like blankies and all the rest of them, those things have no importance in heaven. They are, you know, it's important to have a house or a place to live. And God bless our homeless community. I pray that their lives would turn around. In clothing and stuff like that, it's important to have that stuff. But in heaven, it is not important what it looks like or who made it or whatnot, or if it's cool or if it's trending or if um, other people think that you're a good person because you have it. Those don't matter. Treasures in heaven are spiritual and they are eternal. And that brings me to verse 21, which sums it up nicely here. Praise God. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, will be where your heart is. This only further proves that God's treasures are intended to be spiritual. God's treasures are the souls of his people, the people that have accepted his son as Lord. That is what God sees as important and irreplaceable. You are irreplaceable in God's eyes. God thinks that you are a treasure. Your eternity, your salvation is a treasure in heaven. And you will be with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords for eternity. Nothing gets more special than that. Your salvation is a treasure. 
stored in heaven. And you know what? Those are the things that we need to treasure while we're here on earth as well. Knowing that people have turned their life around. Knowing that people know that they are loved and accepted. That is what so important. And it's why I always say on here, at the end of every one of my sermons, I say, you are God's favorite. Because you can literally look at it like that. Do you know how important you and your happiness and your joy is, is to God? So much so that he would have his son die for you. And not just die, but suffer while he's dying to sacrifice himself for you. You being a treasure in heaven for eternity is that important to him that he would go through all of that with his son. If you know Jesus, your heart is focused on salvation and a, and a life devoted to Christ. I want to live for Christ. I want to be known as somebody that knows Christ. I want to be the, the shiniest treasure that God has. That's my heart. That's my desire. And I hope that's your desire too. Now, it, again, I'll say, it's not wrong to enjoy life, to have wealth, to live within your means, to do fun things. There's nothing wrong with that. But when that becomes more important than knowing God, knowing the creator who made you and loves you and wants to live with you eternally, then again, like I say, we have to get our priorities straight. Those things are not treasures in God's eyes. And if you know Jesus, your heart is focused on salvation and a life devoted to Christ. So live your best life. Serve the Lord while you do it. And as you display a life devoted to Christ, you will bring others to know Jesus. You will literally help create treasures in heaven. That is the power that Jesus gives to you. Jesus said that we had the power to trample on scorpions and serpents and all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means would harm us. That's the kind of power that we can help people find in Jesus. That is a treasure. When you have that much peace, that you know, that you know, that you know, that God said, because he's on your side, all things work out for good for those who believe. That's it. That is what I want to say and I want to emphasize this week, is that you are a treasure, a beautiful treasure to God. Your salvation means more to him than even than probably even he can explain. He could probably explain it. He's the king and king and lord and lord. But um, it's vital that we do what we can to help other people know that too. So that we will all know Jesus' love for us. And man, does he love us so much. My heart is that you people will all know Jesus' love, and that you'd be able to share that with other people and other people so that they might be treasures. Their salvation might be treasures stored up in heaven. Praise the Lord.
So I'll leave it like that this week. And um, praise the Lord, I am excited. And um, it's good. It's good. God is good. He knows that you, what am I trying to say? Ooh, I'm just touched by God right now. He loves you so much. And we are all treasures to him. Know it. Believe it. It's true. You are a treasure of God's. So I will leave it at that. And um, I will say on my second closing here that you are God's favorite treasure. See you later. God bless. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Have a good one. Like, click, share if you care.